0: Let us pray. Oh God, on this sunny, very cold morning, we give you thanks for all of your good gifts. We give you thanks that your word claims us and calls us, forms us, and shapes us by your spirit, may it do the same thing today, in this place, in this community, in this moment, for Christ's sake. Amen. Our gospel lesson this morning is the evangelist Matthew's account of the temptation of Jesus, which can be found beginning at the first verse of the fourth chapter of Matthew's gospel. Let us hear God's word. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, one does not live by bread alone Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What is reconciliation? You would think by now it's March in our year of reconciliation. We might have kind of an answer to that question. And yet it persists, a good question to ask time and time again. What is reconciliation? In fact, we posed that question recently in session and trustee and deacon meetings, and every time it generates a really rich and diverse discussion. Or when we do it Thursdays at noon or Sunday mornings at 9.30, the same has happened. What is reconciliation? Is it a financial term? Yes. It took her hours to reconcile the family checkbook because her spouse's math skills are so questionable. (laughs) Not that that ever has happened in our house. (laughs) Or, thank goodness, the church is presenting a budget that is reconciled. Is it about accepting or settling. Well, yes, and in fact, that definition comes off up often in our discussions. The group is reconciled to the reality that their candidate won't be elected in this election. Or Buffalo Bills fans have reconciled themselves to the reality that they will never, ever win a Super Bowl. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Or is reconciliation about healing, about restoring the breach, about bringing together? Well, yes. After a six-month separation, the couple has announced they are reconciling. Or labor and management share the news they have reconciled their differences in a new labor contract. Or the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa, working toward justice between black and white South Africans following apartheid. Or the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in Canada, working toward justice between First Nation Canadians and French and English settlers. Is it personal? Well, yes. He was always trying to reconcile who he was with who he wanted to be. Where the parents worked so very hard to reconcile their difficult relationship with their daughter. Is it cultural and political? Well of course it is, and you can provide your own example here. In this year of reconciliation at Third Church, we'll take a particular look in these Lenten weeks at definitions, at examples, at the challenges of reconciliation in the face of our calling both to be reconciled, wherever brokenness exists, and to be agents of reconciliation in the world. In fact, we've listed the themes and topics in your bulletin this morning, what these next weeks will look like. We chose this theme for this program year nearly a year ago for two reasons. One was that it's so timely and needed. Long before the election, when racial tensions were particularly high in our nation and other cultural challenges were presenting themselves, we wondered what it would look like to have a sustained conversation about reconciliation and our call to pursue it. We've done some things already, some activities. Together we've watched a documentary on the 1964 Rochester race riots. We visited the Memorial Art Gallery to look at photographs about the Civil War and rugs woven during the war in Afghanistan with military imagery. Our youth presented the Joseph story as a testimony to family reconciliation. We've read together Ta-Nehisi Coates' Between the World and Me. Now we're reading Debbie Irving's Waking Up White. Later in Lent, the choir will present beautiful and provocative choral works around this theme. So it's so timely, so very timely. You probably have noticed, over these weeks and months, we're using the Presbyterian Church's Confession of 1967. We'll keep doing that in part to mark its 50th anniversary. I'm a Presbyterian history geek, and I'm seizing the moment to celebrate this 50-year birthday, but also because its themes resonate so. Race, gender and sexuality, poverty, warfare and violence, 1967, 2017, right? I might add to that list in 2017, reconciliation with our environment, would also probably add a new urgency to the call for religious reconciliation within our Presbyterian family, within the ecumenical family of churches, and now even this week, interfaith reconciliation. As mosques experience vandalism and Jewish cemeteries experience desecration. So it is really, really timely. I think we get that but it's timeless as well. The Confession of 1967 was based on a passage of scripture, long understood to be core to our theology. Jeremy just read it. In Christ, God was in the world, reconciling the world to God's self. And we have been entrusted with the message and ministry of reconciliation. You can find many ways that the gospel is summarized. God's mission, God's vision. Here's a crucial one. It is articulated our mission, our vision with clarity and power and truth. The world is broken. Our relationships are wounded, the small and intimate ones and the ones that play out on a broader canvas, and God, through Jesus, comes to heal, to repair, to restore. And God, through Jesus, calls us to do the same. So we'll spend the next weeks exploring what that looks like, that timely and timeless vision and calling. We might not cover everything thoroughly, and I certainly will not cover everything articulately. But still, from the ways an estranged couple approaches their brokenness, to the ways we think about racial reconciliation, to the ways we look at life and death itself. Lent's a perfect time to do it not only because it provides a framework for worship and study for personal reflection and communal introspection, but because the themes of Lent and the narrative framework are about reconciliation itself. I saw a bumper sticker yesterday. It said, Satan is waiting. And I'm not sure whether the driver was making a serious theological claim or a tongue in cheek comment. But this morning, anyway, Satan, the devil, the tempter, is waiting for Jesus. Now, for those 40 days, Jesus gave something up for Lent before there was Lent, but he also took something up an ongoing challenge from the devil to forsake his humanity. To set aside his reconciling mission and ministry, to grab power, and so to leave the ones he came for in the dust. Three times Jesus says, no, feed yourself, no, perform a miracle, no, worship me and consolidate your power, no. Three times Jesus was offered the opportunity to reject the ministry and message of reconciliation to save his skin by losing his soul, and he didn't. Even at the outset of his public ministry, he knows where all this is headed. He sees Good Friday in the distance, but still he journeyed into it, eyes wide open for us and for the world, and by so doing, he confirmed our calling as well. All of us, we are ambassadors of reconciliation. We are. The challenge won't be in finding opportunities. We don't have to look very hard, whether it's in the mirror, in our own lives, the front page of the paper, or the messages that pop up on our phone screens every minute or two, it seems. We won't have to look very hard. But we will have to look deeply to Jesus and to one another to to gather the resources we need to accept this call in our relationships, in our work, in our public lives, in our private lives, in the words we say, in the words we challenge, in the actions we take, in the actions we protest. For example, it would be so easy to read a story about desecrated Jewish cemeteries and to shake our heads and go on with our lives. The next step is to speak out. And then the next step is discern together, even with our Jewish friends, what actions we must take that are part of this call to reconciliation. And then to take that example and to multiply it and to apply it to all the places where there is a... Deep hunger and a deep thirst, where breaches need to be restored. Or more personally, it would be so easy to allow a broken relationship, a parent, a child, a partner, a friend, to go unattended. As as time goes by, the wound deepens. The real challenge of reconciliation is to do the hard work of restoring and healing. Now we know it won't work every time. There are such things as irreconcilable differences. But the effort is always worth it, as difficult as it is, and when a relationship is healed or restored, what a good and gracious gift that can be. The call to reconcile, compels us to look at all of these things, the macro and the micro and everything in between. And the promise is that because this is the heart of who God is, and because this is the gospel Jesus came to proclaim, we we pursue this not without resources, but with all the energy and imagination we need. So on the front end of this 40-day journey, as you enter these days, as you pray and ponder, as you give something up or take something up, even perhaps as you receive the bread and cup this morning, remember, remember that in Christ, God was in the world reconciling. And remember that we have been entrusted with the message and ministry of reconciliation. Satan may be waiting, and sin, and brokenness. But Paul reminds us that all this is from God, God, our unshakable promise and our urgent hope. Amen.